Welcome to Encourage Life, a show designed to encourage and equip both men, women, and couples in the everyday things of life. We'll be discussing everything from faith, marriage, health, parenting, fitness, and much more. The premise is this, that you would go through an honest discussion, leave encouraged, and have practical takeaways. My name is Chris Cirillo, along with my incredible wife, Justine. Join us as we start important conversations about the more challenging things of life. Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. It's Chris Rillo here with my lovely wife. Hello. So excited that you guys are um, tuning in again. We've got a short and sweet one for you because we are getting ready to head out on a vacation. We're going to go to Montana for a little under a week and see my brother and his wife and kids and freeze our tail off because it is already super cold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's funny you say vacation though because I always think like when you're going on a trip with children it's called an adventure is what I like to say. (laughs) Vacation I feel like should be a little more relaxing than trips with kids but it'll be fun no less. It'll be our first trip with two kiddos so there'll be a little more juggling than like what we've done before. We've gone on a few flights with Asher and he always does really good. And he's like super into planes right now. Mm -hmm. So I think he'll really, (laughs) I think he'll have a really good time with it. Yeah. Every time I'm traveling and I'm at the airport, I try to get videos uh, or FaceTime (laughs) and show Mm -hmm. him all the airplanes because he stinking loves them and (laughs) got him a little pilot hat. So I think he might try to wear that on the plane. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully they don't drag him to the cockpit (laughs) to try to fly the thing, but we're all doomed if that's the case. Um, I wonder if they'll let him, like, do a little cockpit tour. Get the wings. You know, like, yeah. I did that when I was a kid. That would be so cute. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. But, (laughs) yeah, I think it was was Matt Chandler maybe once said... uh, Vacations are when you and your wife go, and trips are with the kids. Trips, yeah. Trips. Not quite a vacation, I but feel it is like time away. I like adventure better because it makes it like it's still fun. It's just different. It's fun and exhausting rather than fun and resting, restful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, today we just wanted to share a little bit before we head out of town, and we kind of had kind of two topics coming into today that I think um, lead into each other really well. Um, I was, as as you guys know, um, I think if you listen to one of our previous podcasts, I work for a technology company that serves the church. And so I was up at our headquarters in Seattle last week for an event, a lot of fun. Um, and while I was there, I was visiting with uh, one of my old friends, hopped in the car to go get some lunch. And he's like, hey, what's up? How's it going? And my response was, I'm doing great. Life is wonderful. I'm just trying to figure out what it means to be a good dad and, and figure out how to show that. And um, <laughs> this particular individual is incredible and inquisitive and introspective. And his immediate response was, uh, so what does it look like to be a good dad to you? And... My immediate response was, I think it just is being present with our kids. That's been 
Um, I, I think not only my challenge, but the challenge of a lot of people in this day and age. We've got technology that um, is constantly calling our names. You know, we're connected 24/7. We've got our phones, we've got our computers. Uh, you know, email, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat. If you do that, we don't um, because we're in our 30s and. Uh, <laughs> You know, there's just all this connectivity, and I think being present is more important than we probably realize, and I think being present probably looks a lot different than we realize as well, because um, presence is not, um, presence is not your uh, proximity, but it's your involvement. Yeah. And what I've realized personally, just kind of get a little vulnerable here, I have the worst time with this sometimes because um, because my work is you know uh, sales based and uh, largely digital. Uh, I can be succumbing to the constant call of technology all the time, and so I've tried to work on this a lot, and I think it's impacted um, Asher specifically because he's old enough to notice. Um, quite a bit just in kind of changing the way that I'm interacting with him and being more intentional with it. But for me, as I was explaining this to him, I was like, I think that the best way or one of the best ways that I can show Jesus to my son is to be present with him. Because we we often have people that have this view of God of this like distant deity who's kind of you know, up in heaven, and he's on his throne, he's looking down, and some people think he's maybe, you know, like pulling puppet strings, you know, and things like that, and that he's just this big bad, um, you know, God up in heaven. And Do people think he's bad? Well, uh, maybe I'm thinking <laughs> like big, big bad wolf, like, uh, it depends, like, you know, yeah, there I are, guess that's true. I yeah. think there's, um, uh, I would say that I've heard some atheists talk like that, you know, like, sure. oh, your your God is just up there controlling the world, and yeah. so maybe that's where it came from, but um, who knows what anybody's going through, you know, if you guys are out there and you've had hard times in your life, um, it, it's not unheard of to feel like maybe God's distant, and maybe he's not around, um, but that's, that's really not what scripture says, yeah. and you know, that's not what my experience has been when I've really leaned in and, and, you know, looked, uh, and sought out the Lord at different Mm -hmm. times. So a couple of scriptures that I wanted to share with you guys just on kind of this idea of eminence, which is basically just the nearness of God. And the first one is Psalm 139, seven through 12. And this is, uh, most likely David that has written this. He said, Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I live at the eastern horizon or settle in the western limits, even there your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold on to me. And then in Jeremiah 23, 23 through 25, he says, I am a God, or am I... A God who is only near. This is the Lord's declaration, and not a God who is far away. Can a person hide in secret places where I cannot see him? The Lord's declaration. I, or excuse me, do I not fill the heavens and the earth? And then Psalm seventy-three twenty-eight. 
But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Uh, the nearness of God is my good. I thought that was really cool. And because of that, he makes the Lord God his refuge. And then Psalm sixteen eight says, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. And then Psalm 34, lastly, uh, verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I just think, um, you know, we have this God who's um, omnibenevolent, which basically just means he's he's all good, um, all loving all the time towards us. And um, what's what's interesting is whether we need him and we go to him or when we think we don't, which is most of the times we feel pretty self-sufficient, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's there no matter what. And, and, you know, being self-sufficient and thinking we don't need help is what two-year-olds and three-year-olds are all about right now. Like, <laughs> it's like, I want to do it. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll get it. You know, and don't help me, mama. Don't help me, dada. Mm-hmm. And so even when they don't need us or, or don't think they need us. And when they do, being present and being near, I think shows the heart of God better, better than anything. And when our sons get older, I think my hope and my prayer is that they will know that that is the characteristic of God. And that um, as they go through challenging times, because that's inevitable, uh, that they'll remember that and that that will be really impactful for them. So... That was kind of my story, but I think that I think this conversation goes deeper when it comes to how we evaluate parenting and like what might be right for us. Um, yeah, well, I thought it was so good what you said about just like the phone in general, because that's something that I've been like working on a lot too. Is just when I'm with the boys. Like, I don't want them to grow up just seeing me on my phone. And, like, that that's just... That that is more important than them. And I think we've all probably been in those situations where you, like, have a coffee date with someone and you're really excited to maybe connect with them and chat about life or catch up on things. And then half the time they're on their phone responding to this message or that and then it's like, okay, well, like, why are we even doing this? Yeah. You know, like, I don't, we're not even communicating. You're busy with something else. And so, I don't know. I just feel like it's so easy to go to the phone. And I feel like sometimes for me, it's such a, like, default thing. I don't even think about it. And so that's something I've been really working on is, like, put the phone away. There's nothing important on on there. Mm-hmm. What's most important is what is right in front of me and spending time. And I also I saw this thing the other day. Somebody what said something like um like especially pertaining to it get, you know, us getting into the holiday season and stuff, like that your kids don't want you to buy a bunch of things, like but they just if you can just find one or two things that will help you guys connect as a family that you guys can do together as a family that is going to be most meaningful and they're gonna remember more with that than 
oh, I got the newest, coolest toy and all these different things, but yep. my parents are on my phone, their phones the whole time, and I'm just here playing with all these new cool toys. Like, Totally. I, I can think, remember back as kids. Yeah. Like, I don't remember a single toy that I got, mm-hmm. but I do remember a lot of family Christmases yeah. traveling out to see my grandparents and things like that. You know? Yeah. And this was pre-cell phone era, so <laughs> it says a lot about the experiences, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's really figuring out what your priorities are and then structuring your life around those priorities and not letting something come in that is not a priority. And maybe even to like creating boundaries so like that you know, I don't know, because you're like on your phone for work or like work comes through your phone all the time. So, like, yep. setting boundaries. And for me, too, like, I do work through my phone, too. And so setting boundaries of, like, okay, for a family walk, like, I always try to leave my phone on the counter so that we're just out and enjoying time together. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of rambling now, but... Um, I think it's good. Yeah. It's really just good. figuring out what your priorities are. What do you want your family to look like? And what do you want your kids to see um, in a parent? Um, do you do you want them to see you as the parent that is with them and values their time and values like conversations with them? It's so funny because Asher's only two and a half, but he can still have like a total conversation like he'll just tell us about his day and even mm-hmm. today we went to Hobby Lobby to get him like some a few things to try to help him keep like entertained on the airplane and mm-hmm. randomly at dinner we were sitting there you and I were talking about just our day or I don't even remember and he just started telling you about Hobby Lobby and the Christmas <laughs> trees that were there and yep. so just like valuing those simple conversations even if it feels like like you're just talking about Hobby Lobby and Christmas trees like that's what's important to him right now or that's what he like wants to talk about or what you know he's just telling you about his day and wants to share that with us and so being intentional with like okay what do I want to be as a parent how do I want our family to look our structure to look and then putting everything else around that not like trying to fit in parenting here and there yep and yeah I think also like what they see from us I mean this ties back into the being present aspect and you know our son's view of God hopefully when they grow up but what they receive now they carry with them and so I mean to clarify, we don't come from a place of having this figured out by any means. Just tonight, <laughs> uh, we're, we're cooking dinner. I've got some steaks on, or I just pulled the steaks off and they're resting. And I'm pulling out my phone to uh, check how much time is left on the resting before we can cut them up and eat dinner. And Asher got all um, upset and was like, Dada, put your phone away. Dada, phone away. And yeah, he's been doing that a lot more, which um, is like super convicting. Yeah, it's super convicting. And, and, you know, in that particular instance, I was, you know, not wasting time doing other things or, or not being present. I was, you know, trying to finish dinner. But 
that's just an indicator of what he sees from us on a regular basis and mm-hmm. um, how it's impacting him even at two and a half years old. So I just think um, the world will always be calling. And right now we're super connected, which allows us to be really, um, really effective and efficient at different things. But it also allows people to reach you with things that are not urgent, mm-hmm. um, that are, um, well, I would say things that may be urgent, but not important. Mm-hmm. And so when things are constantly coming through, it doesn't have to be your phone. These could be, this could be anything. This could be you guys out there that, um, if you're like me, love sports. Um, last year I had a really bad habit of spending all day on different days of the week <laughs> watching, well, not all day, but like a good chunk of my day watching football. And this year's been different. You know, I'm picking one or two games throughout the weekend to watch. Most of them are Ducks and Seahawks because uh, they're the best teams that exist out there. I mean, just saying. But um, the whatever it is that you typically are bent towards, uh, just be cognizant of how that impacts your parenting. And then structure the way that you parent around what is what works for you and what is good for your kids. And, you know, I would say not, um, not looking to always see what other people are doing, but try to figure out what's going to work for you and, and what's best for, um, your lifestyle and your kids and what your kids need. Cause every kid is different as well. Yeah, that's so true. So hopefully this is, is helpful for you guys. I know it's kind of, uh, little bit of a spitball session but uh, we just had this stuff on our heart wanted to share we um, have been walking through it struggling through it ourselves and so um, we figured um, it must be something that could encourage you and help you guys as well Um, anything else that you want to add no I would just say like it's a work in progress always yeah. So, like, if you're not where you want to be, which we aren't right now, like, just decide where you do want to be and what things you can, like, just simple things throughout the day that you can do to move yourself in that direction. Because otherwise, uh, you end up just kind of drifting along and not being intentional or not, like, kind of taking control of your life and like making it what you want it to be as far as like family structure things like that like you have the power that's the cool thing about being a parent like we have the ability to create our family how we want it to be from what kind of traditions do we want to do for different holidays or family events or seasons throughout the year to like day to day what does it look like do we sit down and eat dinner together do we read books together or maybe there's a a movie that we watch together just different little rhythms throughout the days and weeks and months and years but we as parents get to set that tone and so just like feeling empowered I guess that you you get to decide what that tone is going to be and then once you do, what you, what can you do to kind of move yourself in that direction if you're not kind of going in that direction already? Yep. 
it reminds me of like uh, this saying in business which is you know what you what you don't measure you can't change and I think measurement starts with understanding where you're starting from too so like if you're not intentional to figure this out ahead of time you're just gonna drift and life is just gonna come at you and you're gonna react to it rather than respond with a preconceived um, you know process and idea and discipline of how you want things to go and so yeah that's great um cool well we want to keep it short for you guys we appreciate you listening and we are going to go take off and head out to our family adventure in montana and we will catch you guys in a couple of weeks thanks for listening love you guys talk to you soon Thank you.